Welcome to the all-new Upshift. Every two weeks, the No Direction Network gives you an edge on Essence 20. I'm Ryan Costello. I'm one of the designers of the Essence 20 system and an author on the G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony role-playing game, Core Rulebooks. And I'm Jason Keeley. Uh, I am uh, the newest uh, addition to the Renegade Game Studio team as the uh, product developer of RPG. So I'll be working on all these Essence 20 systems in the coming months and years. Uh, and Jason, I'm so excited to have you on board. Now, Hi. just when the position got opened up at Renegade that it's like we're, we're hiring for a developer, you're not mm -hmm. the only person that said, hey, by the way, I've applied for this position and like, okay. you know. Uh, but you were one of the people that I really hoped got it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, and it turns out I did. So y'all, your your hopes and dreams have come true. All right. Well, congratulations on that. Thank uh, you. I think we will talk a little bit about what you will be doing as a developer. But first, I just want to address the fact sure. that this is the new Upshift. And so mm -hmm. for those who aren't familiar, Upshift kind of had a false start. We launched in January. <laughs> the Essence 20 games that were supposed to be out in January, February, and March were then spread out January, May, and one of them just came out on PDF. So the mm -hmm. topic of the podcast was not available. And then mm. my co-host, uh, Param, who he and I had been co-hosting a podcast together for like 12 years, uh, left the network. Uh, and yeah. amicably, he and I are still on great terms. He is on the Print Your Games podcast. His, just, his passion right now is in miniatures and in 3D printing and that side of the hobby. And so, you know, he wanted to focus on his passion Essence 20 is my passion, so that's where the upshift came from. And I tried to do a couple of solo episodes. One of them went well. One of them did not. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. The uh, the second one, I just could not get through it. It was supposed to be GMing tips, and I have such a bad habit when I'm podcasting by myself of resetting my thought. And it just mm. becomes this garbled mess, and uh, it becomes a stress to edit, because it's like, oh, yeah, that was the good take. No, no, I'm... <laughs> Halfway done this take and I've started over, but I remember it starts better, so I'll cut out. Anyway, it's just wow. impossible. Yeah. I am terrible at solo casting, even though I've been podcasting for 15 years at this point. I think I think you probably uh, you know got into a bit of a, uh, a habit of talking to another person on a podcast, right? Start talking with another person to a third person or something. You know, you know, doing something that you used to do uh, with a couple people by yourself is. You know, it's a different mindset, I think. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I've seen tips of like post a picture and talk to the picture and nothing really mm -hmm. works for me. It really you is. Didn't I need another print person. Up, you didn't print up a picture of Duke or Scarlet and, and just talk to them? I feel like I don't even need to print a picture of Duke or Scarlet. Well, Between <laughs> sure, comic just... covers, posters. <laughs> just I, post that up. <laughs> I have my uh, sleeping bag from the 80s hanging on the wall over oh, there. Wow. So I could have just draped it over here and I could just been talking to Lieutenant Falcon. He's kind of the most prominent feature in that. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know what, uh, Jason, I'm going to have to let you go. Me and Falcon have some catching up to do. Fair enough. Look, I, we gave it a shot, uh, a fair shot. And uh, uh, I guess I'll be talking to you later. Bye. No, no. no. We're going to be talking now. I figured uh, just in case this is people's first episode of a No Direction podcast and they might not be familiar with us, I would just we would just introduce ourselves before moving on to the topic, which today is going to be an introduction to Essence 20 itself. So mm -hmm. this is really the introduction episode. It's an introduction to what is Upshift, what, who are we, and what is Essence 20. Yeah, we can have a nice a reboot of sorts. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I am one of the designers of the Essence 20 system, and I am an author on everything except for Power Rangers, uh, which is another reason that 
Upshift version one uh, was a struggle because the only book was that was out was the only one that I didn't work on, and I Fair know enough. so little about that brand, and we'll talk about yeah. that in the future. But like, I know GI Joe very well, as you can see, I am surrounded by GI Joes at all times. And actually, over here are these like box sets; those are from the Canadian GI Joe convention, which I helped to run. Ooh. And Ooh. so, like, there was right. never a point in my life where I was not involved in GI Joe. But I also mentioned that for the last 15 years I've been podcasting and it's always been gaming focused. I started with 3.5 Private Sanctuary, which was when fourth edition of Dungeons Dragons came out. Wasn't for us. And so we became this plucky little podcast that was the only people that were going to be supporting 3.5 Dungeons and Dragons. That yeah. ended up being wrong. Pathfinder came out. They supported uh, the 3.5 audience, grew, became this incredible success. And so we shifted from a 3.5 podcast to a Pathfinder podcast, which was the main focus of my podcasting for the last 12 years or so. And that podcast continues on. But now my focus has changed. I'm now really, really into the Essence 20 system. But in that time, what I accidentally did was give myself basically a university level course of private tutoring from some of the best game designers in the world. Oh, I would okay. Every two weeks, I was interviewing somebody who really knows gaming about how to create games how to like the the nuances the business side like every single aspect of the the game the tabletop role-playing game hobby and just i picked up a lot of stuff and it really feels like now i've got an outlet for it like i've done some freelancing over the years but really what i've been doing for essence 20 is just taking the total of my lifelong fanhood of gi joe and most of these other hasbro properties uh, including a surprising amount of fanhood for My Little Pony. I think that's the aspect of my personality <laughs> that doesn't get brought up too often. But yeah, so go. take all of that, combine that with all the stuff that I've been doing with just learning the behind the scenes and the ins and outs of game design and chunk it into this one project that is just, this feels like what I was born to do. Uh, I mean, when we all, uh, you know, heard, because, you know, I've been, uh, we've known each other for a little bit through through the podcast, the, the, the No Direction Network, and we've gamed and, and, and uh, done all their stuff together. But so when we heard about this, I was like, oh, we were all like, oh, well, it's a no brainer that, that <laughs> Ryan be making this game. I, I'm actually curious if I if I may ask you, like, did you hear about that, uh, uh, you know, Renegade was working on these Hasbro properties and got yourself in there or or did you come to this some other way? So I came to it the same way everyone else did. It was announced in a, a press release that Renegade had acquired the license. These like mm -hmm. legendary licenses of people always asking, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. Hasbro owns G.I. Right. Joe and Transformers. And then along the way, they also picked up Power Rangers. Why isn't there a role-playing game based on any of these properties? It would be perfect. Uh, and then Renegade somehow is the ones that picked up the license. And I have no idea. I have no insight into that. People have asked me how yeah. it happened. I would love to know. But it just... <laughs> sure. Yeah. Somebody at Renegade uh, cast a spell, managed to get these licenses, and um, yeah, so then they announced that there was a Power Rangers role-playing game coming out, would be based on 5th edition, was the announcement at the time, and that, like, as a footnote in this press release, they've also acquired the license to G.I. Joe Transformers and My Little Pony. Okay. And it didn't even sp explicitly say role-playing games, just that uh, some kind of gaming license involving well, yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, a couple of days later, I think on ICV2, they announced Elisa Teague was being brought on to um, to, to, to Renegade to work yeah. in their role-playing game department. And so that's when I got to work. I was like, okay, so how many degrees of separation am I from Elisa? I thought it was two. Mm. It ends up I was one degree. I had actually been in a celebrity oh. game with her at one point and forgot. Oh, there you go. And oh, so, well. like, I, I don't even remember if I emailed her saying, like, you don't know me. I hope I didn't because we knew each other <laughs> very little, but we did kind of know each other. 
Um, but yeah, so she knew uh, a publisher that we'd had. Oh, it was um, Mike Selinker who worked on the Pathfinder card game, right. the um, adventure card game. So he Mitch had Peter. been on uh, No Direction several times. And so it was like, oh, okay, I have a good relationship with Mike. I will ask Mike if he could get me a good word with Lisa. He did. He did an introduction. I uh, sent her my resume. And writing that resume was just like such an ego boost. Like, man, I am <laughs> so qualified for this job. Like, yeah. here's all the things I could put on it. I have to compress it down to like the most relevant things. So there were things that like I cut out of my resume that other people applying for this job, they might have been there like, this is my featured uh, experience. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, Alisa liked me. She brought me onto the GI Joe team, and uh, originally I was just going to be the lore person because it was going to be a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, which I have no experience with. I know that's very right, yeah. rare to say in just the gaming industry. <laughs> I have still yet to play Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition. I have never read the rule book. I've listened to some podcasts and whatnot. Like I listened to a lot of the Tome Show, but I really don't know that system. So it didn't matter because we still needed about a third of that book would just be lore, just talking about. G.I. Joe. So I was going to handle that third. And then uh, just through the conversation, through the development, it was decided this needs its own system. And so we need to create a system from the ground up that is a Power Rangers system, a G.I. Joe system, a Transformer system, a My Little Pony system. And then there were like three or four other like prospective, like let's say these genres. We want this system to be a superhero system just in case. We want it to be, you know, yeah. applicable to a lot of different genres and settings that we don't even have licenses for. We're just future-proofing. And so suddenly, I went from being like, I'm just I'm just here for words, to like, I was really in the thick of the designing of the system. Because, um, like, like I said, I've been, I've talked to some people about the creation of a new system. And yeah. so, like, that was actually suddenly a, a real asset to this project. Um, and actually, I, I ended up just naming a lot of parts of the Essence 20 system. Like I named, hey, great. I named Essence. Uh, they added the 20. Renegade did. But uh, I sure. suggested we call it the Essence system and that our four ability scores all have S's. So it's the four S's, the Essence system. System. Uh, I named Edge and uh, Snag. I named Origins, Influences, and Roll. No, Rolls we already had. But like right, mo- okay, yeah. most of the game's nomenclature I came up with. And like that's like notoriously a hard part of the game and not something I thought oh, boy, yeah. was a talent of mine. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, it just was clicking. And um, in the development of the system, like initiative was really rewarded by this team. And so anytime mm. it was like, oh boy, we need a name for this. I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to brainstorm 10 names and I'm going to present them. And so I am somebody that takes initiative. This is a team that really appreciated initiative. And so it really worked out. And I went from just an author on the book to a designer of the system. Great. I mean, that is, uh, I didn't know all of that. So that, mm. that was uh, uh, exciting to hear. Yeah, I mean, having named things before uh, yeah. uh, uh, with with making up like homebrews and stuff like that, and it, it can be really tough and you have to get that sort of right balance. And I think uh, I think you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, I yeah. think at one point we had like three S's and one not S for the, oh, the names. Yeah. Like speed. For the, for I think speed was the one. Yeah, exactly. Speed was the one that wasn't an S and it was like, you can't have three out of four. It's either four different letters or it's all S's. It's got to be whatever they need to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you could just do two if they were both S and then the other two were two different letters, but... Not if would... I have any more to say Well, No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Uh, my, only, my only complaint is that they're not in alphabetical order. <laughs> I know. they're, or It's really just carrying over yeah. the Dungeons & Dragons yes. order 
taking out two of them. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 physical, physical, mental, mental. So yeah. it, there is an order to them, but it's just not straight alphabetical order. And sometimes I look at that and I go, I want to tweak. No, okay, I can't. can't. But that's fine. Um, it's Actually, a lot of things. I, uh, yeah, so yeah. as a fellow word nerd, I think, would you appreciate, I like that the word for intelligence is the dumbest name of all the stats, that it is your smarts. Your smarts. Your smarts. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's I know it's good. It, it I know it, it it helps with the it helps with the um the feel the genre in a lot of ways too. Yeah. I think you know if you want to get real nitpicky too, I guess there's like you don't have so you know you can have strength and you have speed and you have smarts, but you don't like have social. Mm. Socialism. Well, no, socialism would be something very social. different. <laughs> <laughs> Sociability would be the probably the the word, but that's too long and also yeah. not it's not catchy at all. Yeah, I agree. social works. Social works great for 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 what it is. Uh, you ready to, you know, turn the spotlight around, or were there any? Sure, last yeah, we can talk about me a little bit. All no, right. I think uh, I think I mean you sort of uh, uh, gave me a lot uh, out of that, and that's really great to know. Now that I kind of know even a little bit more, I definitely want to be. Uh, if I when I have those rules questions, I'm going to come more to to you than to anybody. <laughs> well, so just I guess to give some uh, some credit to some other people that were regular contributors. Oh sure. If you look at the credits page, there's about a dozen of us, right? About a dozen names, but yeah. there's some people that really like. Everyone contributed. Essence Twenty wouldn't be the game it was if it wasn't for those twelve people. Of course. Brian C P Steele really came up with the bones of the system. He's the mm. one that came up with the idea of rolling a skill die instead of adding a modifier. And we'll get to you know the how the mm -hmm. system works in a minute but yeah so it really like he came and like here's my idea for a system and so a lot of it really was just based on the 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 foundation that brian had come up with and i want to give Paige credit for the idea of upshifts and downshifts as a way of showing oh, yeah. you're getting better at things and she came up with the the, the skill ladder so that mm -hmm. uh, when you're getting better instead of getting a plus one you increase the die size and that was just like yeah. oh that's fun that is a fun it way feels... of playing with what we've got here yeah yeah it definitely feels when you get that uh, going on if it, it feels like a reward you know it feels like something good oh i'm like a bigger die everyone loves to roll a bigger die or eventually getting to more die but you know uh and Paige also came up with specialization that you roll the whole handful of dice and oh yeah that's that funny. is so tactile and fun and you really feel like the master of whatever the skill is when you pick up three or four dice to roll for it terrific yeah um, uh, for, for, for me, um, actually, uh, strangely enough, I think our careers kind of got started around the same time it occurs in the sort of role-playing game, uh, 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 sphere. Um, I started a company, uh, a small sort of publishing company with like three other people called Pantheon Press with some money I had lying around, I guess. Um, you know, uh, and, and getting, you know, getting some people, hey, do you want to put some money in this to make a, uh, 3.5 setting book? Uh, that I, uh, me and a couple other people had in mind. Uh, you know, I've been playing D and D three point five for a bit. I play other games, a lot of homebrew games, uh, with a so with a, with a small group of mine in uh, New York City. And then um, uh, as that was happening, as we sort of were putting out, we put out a, a sort of a setting guide. It had it was kind of like we're gonna take the sort of standard medieval fantasy and sort of push it up a little bit to the sort of semi renaissance. So we're gonna throw some guns in there, stuff that people like now. We'll throw in a, an elaborate fencing system and 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 other sorts of printing press stuff. Uh, printing press magic, basically, um, and then sort of create a create a setting about these city states that are you know vying against one another. And then I wrote an adventure for it, uh, sort of a first level, uh, a very Shakespearean adventure, basically. It's literally about sort of protecting a playwright from, from oh, cool. radical political stuff. Uh, and to do so, which you might you could get a, get a, you know, audition for the play that he's putting on. 
um, and while also in the play protecting him. Well, yeah, if you need, so you need to be sort of like work undercover to protect oh, this okay. guy. He knows you need to protect him, but we don't know who's trying to off him. So you maybe you need to get a job backstage or get a job on stage or just sort of hang out there. So that was fun. And as we were doing that, it was uh, basically being announced that 3.5 was coming fourth edition. And we hadn't really played another, but it's just like, oh, there's a lot of work. Do we want to go with this? Uh, we'll just keep it 3.5. And also, oh, look at this. Pathfinder's happening. And I had been reading Dungeons and Dragon magazine for, for, for a bit at that. And I said, oh, Pisces is pretty cool. Let's just sort of keep it 3.5. And then like when that came out, we published it, uh, uh, put out a, a PDF that's like, okay, now here's how to make it Pathfinder, basically, uh, with all these you know skilled names that had changed or little bits here and there with combat maneuver defense and combat maneuver bonus and stuff like that. Um, so that sort of started there. And we printed a bunch of stuff. I got into the to the business of it all, which was not my forte hmm. in the slightest. Um, and uh, uh, sold, sold, sold a fair amount. Of, you know, I think we probably had a bunch of boxes that eventually got thrown away. But, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you know. I, I had in my to... head that this was a PDF product. But no, I guess this is no, we before digital it, became yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. We had, obviously, PDFs and we had hmm. a sort of a website. Um, we had some really great art. We had some some really great artists. We started putting out other things that were just PDF only, like a an adversary's almanac, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, and, uh, um, from, we had some ideas for moving on, but then we decided to sort of move away from 3.5. The setting uh, that we had was fine. We liked it, but it, uh, uh, due to some sort of personal stuff, it had a little bit of a sadness to it. Uh, then we wanted to kind of move on from it. And, um, uh, we ended up putting out a, a completely different game and a system all of our own that's based on tarot deck resolution. It's called, it's called Fortune's Fool. It won a Judge's Choice any a, a couple years later um, or a year or so after it came out. And then, you know, we put out a couple other PDFs, put out a, a, a campaign book, basically, you know, a, a, a full adventure that's about uh, uh, Jacob Grimm uh, and his uh, evil twin brother uh, and stealing pieces of a mirror and and all these fairy tales kind of coming to life, more uh, more nursery rhymes and fairy tales come out. And then through that is basically how I got my job at Paizo uh, as an editor. I was essentially editor in chief of, of my of my own company. From there, you know, worked up from worked up, sort of worked to the side, I would say, from editor to developer uh, into the Starfinder sphere, and then sort of you know uh, uh, more recently moved over to Renegade, taking all of that experience that I have, developing text, taking text, uh, uh, making it better. Uh, uh, we were sort of talking about improv before we started. Uh, what I like to think of as uh, uh, what I like, to, what I do as a developer is to take what's good about what the author has given me and make it better, if possible. You know, if I can just sort of. Uh, uh, the ideas there and heighten them to to a extent so they're even more exciting or or even more, you know, mysterious or spooky or whatever. Uh, that's it. I've only been at Renegade for like a, two weeks, maybe a week and a half now, um, and uh, am uh, I spent the first couple of days just reading the first three those those three core rule books. So I read through nine hundred pages ish in wow. about three days, downloading the system into my brain so I could understand it, looking at where things could be sort of standardized between the systems and, and that sort of thing for, uh, you know, I know that there's upcoming sort of adventure books that we would be uh, uh, making. Um, I don't know if any of those have actually technically been announced, but uh, uh, some, uh, well, like, well, uh, uh, Cold Adventures Iron's been announced. in Angel Grove. Cold yeah. Iron has been announced. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adventures in Angel Grove, I think, is out-ish or is in PDF. Uh, at least it's, I know it's in, it's all been laid out and stuff. So uh, taking all that and, and kind of, uh, I think, like you said, uh, hopefully taking an initiative to sort of make things a way that we can grab all that author text. Because at the moment, I am the only developer that yeah. Renegade has. Um, and uh, all of that's going to end up uh, 
maybe falling on me or at least falling on another person when we if, if we decide to to go that route just to follow up on you being the only developer so elisa teague was still the senior producer of role-playing games when you got hired and i was like okay yes. good you'll take a lot off her plate because elisa has been spinning a lot of plates since this whole thing started we've definitely could have benefited from a, a developer and there's just a lot of like inconsistencies between the three rule books that are supposed to be cross compatible. And we'll talk about the compatibility after. Um, and just every time somebody points one out, it's like, Oh, we had so many things on our minds. We were for future proofing yeah. things. And we just needed one last gatekeeper to be like, all right, let me just be an expert on what's actually in each of these books. And so bringing a developer on, like it was not too soon. That's for sure. But I was really hoping you would be like partners with Elisa. And then Lisa left like the week that you Join the company. Her last day was my first day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what did I do? What did I say? Um, but uh, it definitely, I mean, when you put out three core rule books for a game in a year, uh, you're going to, you know, errors are going to get introduced. Like, like it's just so much text and so much concept and granted you know like you said there's a lot of it's cross compatible so when i was reading the 900 pages i was like oh this is a combat chapter i can kind of read this a little faster because it's kind of the same as the one in power rangers or the one in gi joe right and get get an i get the general idea of how it was presented in that in that particular chapter uh in that particular line i should say but um yeah uh, uh i'm hopefully gonna uh, get uh get all this sort of under under my wing uh, in a way, and I don't want to take it all on because there's a lot of stuff, uh, and and by far, uh, uh, in a lot of ways, um, sometimes more than what I've been used to doing. So I just was double checking in the Transformers credit because mm -hmm. when I was brought onto that book, it was to do a development pass, and um, mm -hmm. the thing is that I am not a developer; I have no developer training. So it's like when people are like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna." be a writer or something and i'm sitting there someone with a writing degree who has worked hard and just being like oh you're gonna be a writer you just you just think you're just gonna be a writer <laughs> gonna so um yeah like i i don't want to insult you and your profession or your your part of the profession by saying that i was being a developer on it it was just i knew that that book needed some oh, yeah. work and so uh i stepped in to fill it and my credit looks like it was just transitioned to author. I thought I'd been given both credits, but no, I'm more comfortable on the author side than the developer side anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is your familiarity with the, uh, let's say the three action adventure settings. We'll put My Little Pony off to the side for now. Right. But yeah. Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Transformers, what's your familiarity with those three? I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. I, more G.I. Joe and Transformers than Power Rangers. I would say no. I mean, I, I can't imagine I'd be anywhere near a lot of uh, 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 yourself. Um, but, you know, I watched some G.I. Joe and I watched Transformers back in my in my youth. Um, uh, and uh, so I'm familiar with them. You know, love love the Transformers movie. For one thing, I had, you know, had, had myself a few Transformers. Animated or the first Michael Bay movie? Oh, the the animated movie. Okay. The animated movie. Sorry. Yes, it's good good, good distinction. Um, of course. And so uh, I admit that I'm like not I'm not a subject expert. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself a subject expert in any way, but I can learn. I know I can. I can pick these things up. I've done it before, and I can do it again. Um, I think I was sort of mainly brought on for my, you know, experience and just development. Uh, and in taking text. So most of the time, I'm for, for at least for, for the next couple of months, I'm for sure I'm going to be leaning on the expertise of the authors, in which we have authors who know their stuff. And I'd be like, okay, if that is 
something at that, that oh that's a gi joe good okay i, I believe you um uh, you know that's the name of a transformer cool uh and and yes he is a recordicon uh a little set guy um so yeah for the most part so i'm gonna be that until i can uh myself absorb a lot of this so uh just to, to go take a step back then so the three settings that are uh currently adapted to the essence 20 system it's Power Rangers, which was the first one that came out back in January. G.I. Joe came out a few months later, and Transformers has recently been released on PDF, and uh, we're still dealing with some shipping stuff to know the official announcement, or the official release of the hardcover. But it was yeah. far enough along that uh, people were really, like, itching for that PDF. We had the rules. I guess uh, we worked out... I say we, as though I work for Renegade. I freelance for Renegade, and that is something I should oh, really point. have pointed yeah. out yeah, by now. So I am not a member of the Renegade staff. I am just a regular worker for them and is free in a freelance capacity. Um, but I like that there's a nice, like, uh, there's a lot of linking between the three systems, so even, uh, the three settings. So even though Power Rangers has never crossed over with G.I. Joe or Transformers, all three take place on a more or less modern Earth, and mm -hmm. all three involve yeah. kind of like a secret organization. So it's really possible that in our real world right now, there are three <laughs> secret wars going on, one between robots that are fighting each other in disguise, one between just a secret military organization and their terrorist enemies. I guess Cobra would have been more of a public threat. We would probably know about that. But we probably know a little bit yeah. about Cobra. <laughs> and we would probably know that every now and then giant monsters show up in California and smash some buildings. Sure, yeah. But we don't know who those, you know, heroes in spandex that show kids. up and fight yeah, them with robots. Exactly. Kids? Are they kids? Why would you say that? Oh, they who knows? I don't know. You could would be know. adults. They could be. They're just grown adults. <laughs> well, why, why, who would let kids pilot giant robots? Irresponsible would, head in the jar. That's who. Exactly. <laughs> so all three settings have a lot in common, but at the same time, they all have their own like cadence to how uh, an episode plays mm -hmm. out. They all have their own themes. Transformers and Power Rangers have like deep, deep lore. Whereas mm -hmm. Jojo has nothing. We really don't know why Cobra formed. The, the cartoon oh, kind of says yeah. it was some ancient insectoid civilization that, uh, for whatever reason, wanted to take over the world. Uh, whereas in the comics, it's like a huge car salesman who just kind of put up together this organization. <laughs> but for the most part, it's really just like, what we know is Cobra is here now and they are a threat. But good news, right. G.I. Joe is there to stop them. I mean, yeah, I was sort of uh, glancing through some some Power Ranger stuff uh, earlier today and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of... I was looking up names and I'm like, oh, oh, boy, there's like lots of... Because like Transformers, there's also interstellar stuff going on, right? Yeah. There, there are other planets that the Transformers have sort of gone junky on and, and the other ones and then uh, uh, there's all sorts of other Rangers uh, out in space doing their thing. Um, so... G.I. Joe is the only one who doesn't necessarily regularly go, maybe not, I wouldn't say regularly go to space, but doesn't have a, a huge, what they would have is, I think um, I have read somewhere that we, we, we you would say that uh, 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 G.I. Joe is uh, set five minutes into the future. Yeah, which five is minutes sort of into like, the future. Yeah, and about... yet pulpy adventures. So like throwback yeah, right. adventures with slightly future tech. Recognizable, but advanced. So you could go to, you know, an interstellar space station yeah. Uh, maybe maybe a lunar base uh well, if you want to get real going back about to it. the uh the sleep mag that we were just talking about falcon is the main oh, face yeah. but the main vehicle on it is oh shoot is it the defiant or the crusader i actually do not have this vehicle and now i am throwing my cred credibility out the window but it Terrible. is the defiant so well because 
they have the space shuttle, the Defiant Space Vehicle Launch Complex. I'm on 3D Joe's right now looking at it. And it's like five or six parts. And then they released one of the parts again as its own vehicle. And I mix up the Mm. names. So yeah, it is the Mm. Defiant. I should remember because it's also the DS9 uh, spaceship. Uh, But yeah, so since right after the animated movie came out, the big vehicle playset, so like that year's USS Flagger Terradrome was this Defiant Space uh, Vehicle Launch Complex. So yeah, so G.I. Joe's been going to space for a while. They don't go as regularly as Transformers who are from space. And I know Power Rangers spent some time there, but space is definitely, uh, you know, it's 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 one of the flavors that GI Joe occasionally dabbles in. It's on the field. It's a possibility. For exactly. Joe. There are yeah. there are alien characters. There are three alien action figures that came out for GI Joe: the Lunatrix aliens. Oh I know. I, I, I don't dive. want to go too far. <laughs> Let's not go too deep. Dive. Yeah. This is a primer into the into into Essence Twenty here. So exactly, and they have not been brought up in the. Uh, core rulebook or in any of the books that I've worked on in the future. So stuff that hasn't been announced still hasn't touched on. Oh, no, wait, no, I may have put a cheeky reference in somewhere, but we have not done a deep fair dive enough. into the Lunatrix aliens anywhere yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, so uh, the S20 system yeah. really is built for these kinds of settings, these action adventure settings that if there is a specific flavor to it. So if you are, you know, if you, you need some undercover stuff so that you have like the, the, day life and the superhero life like the power mm-hmm. rangers do or if you're really just like 24 7 you're in the fight against cobra but you're really just waiting for the mission and then when you're role playing you're generally on the mission or transformers who are just constantly they're always transformers they're, there's no getting away from yep. it um <laughs> so yeah so uh, the 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 way adventures will play out will be unique to the settings but the system yeah. really works across all of them and it will be adapted to my little pony or it's, it's been adapted to my little pony um, mm-hmm. but that's not released yet. And so we're not really going to talk about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. What is, uh, though interesting. So, uh, you mentioned sort of influences and origins and roles and what, and what have you. Um, uh, so what, what does, what does sort of separate the three is that, uh, all of those are basically different, um, because you're going to be playing different people when you're Power Rangers or G.I. Joe or Transformers, right? So you're going to need these different sound. And uh, now this is where my brain, I get a little crosswired, which is kind of, I know role is essentially like, you know, what class less level, yeah. you know, what you are basically. Uh, and that's sort of like for Power Rangers, that falls into the Power Ranger spectrum or you're the Red Ranger, the Blue Ranger, what have you. Uh, G.I. Joe falls into some more general commandos and field commanders and that kind of stuff. Um, and Transformers sort of that leans into the uh, also kind of um uh, uh, what you might be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to say role again, but basically, you know, like what, what, what you do, not necessarily what kind of car you are or what that's, that's a different right. part. Yeah. It is um, how you contribute to the fight against the Decepticons. Yes, there you go. G.I. Joe, it's how you fight against Cobra and, um, Transformers and G.I. Joe roles are very similar, partly because mm. I, I did a lot of design on the Transformers roles and I designed some of the G.I. Joe ones, but also just because they're both war stories and mm, so fair, yeah. the roles part will be the same whereas power rangers that's very different and that's why they really of the three the ones that lean most into the setting is power rangers with their roles yes right so and then influences origins kind of come with influences sort of like backgrounds a little bit yeah we like wanted origins. to avoid backgrounds specifically because we wanted it to be something at any point in your life mm. this has set you been on, an influence yeah it's redirected your path yeah, And so it is an influence. It could be just like, then I had a really meaningful conversation with somebody one day, or it could be that time I jumped on a grenade and it ends up, it was a dud and I was just kind of being tested. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those moments, uh, big or small, that really like shifted the direction you were going. Those are the influences. And uh, mechanically, they're also the smallest benefit. You get the influence right. perk and you can get the influence hang up. And then the rest, like the background bonds and whatnot, uh, that's mostly just to flavor and to, to help you with your role playing. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. Origin is really like, this is the last step that qualified you for your role and for the journey that you were going on. And so that's why with Power Rangers, it's your attitude because Power Rangers are teenagers with attitude. And mm-hmm. so um, uh, I forget someone, like Class Clown is one of them. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so in Power Rangers, like thematically, the origins and influence are very similar. Whereas in right. G.I. Joe, it's very different. It's different. In G.I. Joe, your influences really are just like personality traits and the little moments, whereas your origin is your training. Like what mm-hmm. qualified right. you for well, this elite squad? Was it uh, the time you spent in the army? Was it just you were a civilian that really stood out in some spectacular way? Were you a scientist that really could contribute to the war effort? And then in Transformers, uh, it's the most radically different of them all. It, it is your chassis. Right. It is what chassis, you turn yeah. into... And then there's also personality traits that are kind of tied into that. So, like, how does being mm-hmm. a sports car affect you and affect how you can contribute to the fight? What is, though, interesting to me, I think, is that in each of all of these, you, know, so you talk about how they're different, but also, like, how roles are, um, they're different for between. But then each time there's this also the specific part of, uh, 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 of uh, given to every role, but that is different to each of the settings. You know, it's it's basically it's it's essentially like it's a, you know it's morphin time. It's Yojo and is transform and roll out basically like the three of them essentially uh, that give you these sort of real specific uh, powers a little bit. You know, a little bonuses that are, could only be for you a transformer or you a Joe. Uh, those don't wouldn't necessarily because you could, for instance, you uh, uh, talk about a little bit about how like, oh, maybe I take this one G as a transformer. I take this field commander role from Joe and it would basically kind of work out. Uh, you would just need to swap out the sort of that one perk yeah. thing or that one sort of a bonus bonus at the at the beginning. So I really appreciate it. So I'm just going to minorly correct you. Field commander is the transformers one. It's officer. OK. Officer, fair enough, fair enough. Again, I read them all in three days, so I get them all uh, mixed up in my head. Those things can be like obviously it's going to be a little different with like you know the Rangers, but um, but but there is enough of that sort of clearly built-in capability because the way things generally play out, the way the game mechanically works in a lot of ways is just that you're making these skill tests, whether or not you're attacking someone or trying to deceive them. There's also sort of comes down to these twenty-one-ish skills. Uh, that are tied into each of the four essences, right? And we, sort of, we were talking about those. Those are the, the, the four stats that make up your character, too physical, sort of too mental. Each of those has a list of sort of skills. Not to, not, not, not a long one. Uh, you know, I, I've played games before that have like, you know, there's here's a stat and then like here are like 18 skills for that one stat and it gets to be a whole, uh, what's the difference between sneaking and hiding and creeping and stalking and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. That was something late in the game we had to revise. So speed has one more skill tied to it than any of the other uh, essences. Yeah, it actually had two at some point and it was like, like a sleight of hand type thing or burglary or whatever. And my argument was like, that means that if I'm building snake eyes, I'm not going to be a very good shot because I have to be a good shot and I have to be a good infiltrator and I have to do this sleight of hand thing and acrobatics and it's just going to spread my speed too thin. So we really should wrap this into, I think it got wrapped into infiltration. And so um, I I think it got stronger in that case. Like 
if you hmm. want to be a burglar, you can still specialize in that kind of burglary thing within the infiltration right. skill. But yeah, so um, each of the four essences has five or six uh, skills tied to it. And that's basically the entire that's it. conflict yeah. resolution of the system. You are rolling a d20 yeah. and your skill die. Because whenever you put a rank into a skill, you upgrade to the next highest die. So you go from just the d20, which you roll with a snag, uh, which is rolling 2d20 and taking the lowest. Uh, mm -hmm. You bump that up to a D2, then a D4, a D6, and a D8. And you were talking about specializations. That's that handful of dice that we mentioned earlier. That if there's right, just yeah. one area within a thing that you want to be really good at. So if you're building Scarlet, you take targeting, and then you're like, but I'm going to specialize in crossbows, or I'm going to specialize in silent weapons, however you want to translate it. Then mm -hmm. whenever you are in a situation where you're rolling that skill and your specialization comes into play, and I encourage GAMs to be super generous with this because specializations really are the most input you can have into who your character is beyond the rules that we provide to them. Like this is a player saying, this is me more than anything yeah. else in the game. So be generous with applying specializations. But yeah, that's when you're rolling the most die. And especially if you get an upshift and you're just like the, the handful of dice just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's ex Yeah. Uh, and uh, though, uh, just to make sure that people understand too, when you're rolling that handful of die, you're taking, you got the D20, which you're always adding. And then you take the highest of all of those extra die and add that to the D20. So yeah, this is not a game of static bonuses. This is a game of uh, bonuses that uh, fluctuate, uh, uh, you know, and uh, sometimes you can get real lucky and sometimes you can get a little unlucky because there's, you know, but you're always adding at least plus one <laughs> uh, to the D20 roll. So there's that things don't necessarily are getting, aren't getting harder. Uh, there's a sort of a difficulty class chart, essentially, uh, that is for, uh, you know, 20 is, you know, intermediate-ish. Uh, 25 20. is very hard, right? 20 is not intermediate. 20 is Oh, that's, 20 is hard. hard. Yeah. 15 is intermediate. Yeah. 20 is hard. And 20, I wasn't sure uh, which way that went. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, one of them is, you know, but that's always going to be hard, right? Because you're, you know, you're, even if you're rolling a D12 with your D20, you might roll that one and you're only going to get whatever's on the D20. Um, uh, you know, and, and that's why all of those uh, uh, upshifts and acting with specialization are, are important. And well, also the, 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 the edge, getting an edge on something, meaning you rolling 2d20 and taking the better of the two. So I also like the way that that uh, difficulty chart lays out is that it it's a lot up to interpretation. So you can yeah. write an adventure for a G.I. Joe team and it's like, if you want to get across this barbed wire fence then that is a difficulty 20 athletics check it's it's tough to climb over it without you know uh, slashing your hands open but if mm -hmm. there's a colossal transformer on the team he can step over it like just because that is the <laughs> obstacle and you envision it as a difficult challenge in the situation if it really if there is a reason for it to be less difficult uh you can modify it just based on the the context of what's going on sure yeah yeah um, what else do we want to talk about? So I have character creation here. Um, I think we could skip over that because we are going a little long right now. And sure, yeah. the bulk of that first episode uh, of that Paramount I did that is still available was going over it's character creation. creation. Yeah, we talked about all the sort of individual bits of what make up your character. We didn't talk about the specifics of this is going to get you plus one to this or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, so once you've built your character and you can you know, uh, start playing pretty much, uh, there's uh, there's a uh, uh, little bit of stuff about uh, you know how you would do how you do gear, uh, but for the most part you know you're not necessarily going to be uh, 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 well you know depending on the, what you're playing right you know GI Joe is going to be not handing out 
bazookas to everybody, of course. Uh, you're going <laughs> to need to requisition that stuff. Right. <laughs> if there's uh, one setting the... that is going to hand out bazookas to everybody, it would be G.I. Joe. Yes, they only when it's only when it's required. Absolutely, right? when it's mission critical that everyone have a bazooka. You're going to the bazooka to archery contest. <laughs> you got it. Yes, bazooka tag. Bazooka tag. Oh boy. So we had mentioned how a lot of it is the same. So you can. You were talking about GI Joe is trying to climb a fence, but there's a transformer who just can step over it. Um, there's the possibility of doing that right at this point yeah we can you can just sort of throw your rangers and your joes and your transformers autobots uh into into one uh soup and uh have at it yeah so a lot of the just because the systems are cross compatible because it's so much of the same bones and it really is it's the options that are specific to the settings that define like the define the setting but the we're going to be putting out adventure or renegade's going to be putting out adventures for all of these three settings and there really mm-hmm. is nothing stopping somebody from taking an adventure written for one of those settings and adapting it or even just playing it straight and seeing what happens <laughs> it will take some gems uh making a lot of calls yeah, well, but yeah. mechanically it'll all be the same if you are a first level power ranger first level joe or first level autobot you will still be the same power level you will still have the same ability to confront the challenges and mm-hmm. all the the options from all the different books work more or less the same way. And right now there are plenty of options in each book that even though it's only exclusive to one book could easily be taken by a character in another book. Yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to hearing what people do if they have decided to do a big old you know melting pot of, of settings uh, and decide you know that Optimus Prime is going to punch Rita Repulsa in the face. <laughs> well, on the Renegade Discord channel, which I guess I should give a shout out to later, hmm. Spidelec. Spidelec is someone that is a Power Rangers fan who became an Essence 20 fan. And so they've adapted Great. their game from being the Power Rangers game they originally envisioned to when G.I. Joe came out, made it like a very military-focused Power Rangers game and hmm. just started using a lot of the options from G.I. Joe to create like this exclusive campaign just based on the elements that they had. And they were already talking about their future plans for when Transformers came out. So now that they've got that on their lap, um, they'll basically, we've got, we've created a whole crossover channel in the Renegade Discord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Spyladek is like the star of that channel because they've been doing this <laughs> since the beginning. They've been planning all this stuff out. They know nothing about G.I. Joe or Transformers except for what we've introduced them to by way of these rule books. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, just to point out too, like each of these rule books does come with you know some uh, a fair amount of lore, uh, introducing you to the setting and the adversaries, and each one of them comes with a little mini adventure in the back for you to try out. So, um, they're cool, yo. <laughs> so that's I all do, I gotta say. I do look forward to in the future having an opportunity to go into like the nitty gritty of mechanically how you can really mm-hmm. take all your toys, go to the sandbox if you do want to make an Autobot who is a G.I. Joe. Like, like I'm oh, Hound, yeah. I've shown up. I've enlisted. I, I'm reporting for duty, exactly. Yeah. That'd be there great. There <laughs> are ways to do it. This is not yeah. just speculation. This is stuff that has been tested throughout the different stages of developing this system. And I've seen every now and then people will really get on a track of like speculating, like, what if we did these little tweaks? Could these roles be compatible with that system? And it's like, yep. Yeah, you are exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're reading between the lines, you're figuring out how the whole system works. 
because uh, it, it feels like maybe one way that this could have been done would have been Essence 20 be released as just the Essence 20 system, and then we release yeah. the setting books later on. But instead, we hit the ground with Power Rangers, and it's really mm -hmm. just been setting has been the focus, and each one introduces people to Essence 20 individually. And it's now that people have seen three different ways that the Essence 20 system can exist, people are really starting to get what the Essence 20 is. In fact, right before Transformers came out, I was reading over people speculating on it when uh, Jordan Gata, the social media manager at Power, at, uh, at Power Rangers, at Renegade, <laughs> he had just posted the uh, tables of content for what was going to be in the Transformers book. And people were speculating, mm -hmm. and it's like, these people really know the system. Like, they, there's so many of these guesses are yeah. so on point. It's really impressive, and it's fun to see. Well, when you you, you create something that sort of like can, can really... Get your get the get its hooks into into a person's brain. Yeah, people people will speculate and create their own stuff. Oh, pretty exciting to see. I think we're about ready to wrap things up. Yeah, let's wrap things up. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for episode one of the new upshift. I guess I should point out there was a lot of weirdness about the episode numbering because uh, not too long ago Apple had decided podcasts are not allowed to have numbers in the titles of their podcasts anymore. Okay. Uh, to be uh, like to be listed on iTunes, and there was an uproar. It was just like, why not? And do you know how much work it is to take out the numbers from the titles? So Apple yeah. reneged on that really quickly, but it was still in my head. And Upshift was the first new podcast that I was creating after that uh, announcement had come right. out. So I was like, no numbers in the titles. But then episode one ended up being called episode zero, and then it's, anyway, it's a mess. So this is episode <laughs> one of Upshift. We're not going to call it the new Upshift. Everything else is just, I don't know, the, the prelude phase. Prelude. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode one of the new Upshift. Uh, thank you, Jason. This was a lot of fun. You are you're just yeah. fun to talk games with. Thanks. I like talking games. It's why I do this business, right? <laughs> I wouldn't have any, I don't know. I, I have worked outside of the gaming industry, of course, and I think I hated it most of the oh, wow. time. That's not true. Well, I mean, the other the job I had before this was I was a crossword puzzle editor for a while. So um, uh, that was fun, but that's a, it's very similar, right? The, you know, <laughs> when I used to work in temp jobs at like prisons and auction houses and stuff like that, that no, 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 no bueno. I look forward to hearing more about your time in prison. Ooh, boy. Working Awkward. in prison. Yeah. Well, I figured as, this would be a good time to preview some of the future topics that I'd like to cover in uh, upcoming episodes mm -hmm. of Upshift. And uh, people that are listening, if you would like to uh, have your say in what's going to happen in future episodes of Upshift, or just have questions related to the topics that we're going to be introducing here, go to our website, nodirectionpodcast.com. It is the home of the No Direction Network, which, while it's largely related to Paizo related uh, games, mostly Pathfinder mm -hmm. and Starfinder. We have started to branch out and, you know, bring an Essence 20 content to the No Direction Network was, I mean, it's pretty obvious because I'm, I own the No Direction Network. I'm the director of logistics <laughs> and Essence 20 is, you know, it's, it's not just my baby, but it is my baby, Jason. I, yeah, I really yeah, do no, love I this it. system. You... I have a passion for it. Ah, I, I, you know, at some point too, we, uh, not, not talk about the podcast though, but we should play. Yes, together. absolutely. And I want to sure. see how how much you love it. <laughs> I, I have an idea for a crossover campaign with the four uh, brands. Like, so when My Little Pony is available too, I would be jamming this, and so this would be a lot of pressure on me as the GM. But to describe it as though every character is seeing it from their own setting. So if 
if it's like a, a Dis- winter commando to the G.I. Joe, it would be like a unicorn with like Arctic blasts to the pony That's and true. like some kind of snowmobile to the Transformer. <laughs> but I don't know Power Rangers, so it might have to just be three of the four. Well, it could just be like a snowman because they Power Rangers kind of does yes! like the weird oh. stuff like that. Like, It's true. It could be anything for Power Rangers. Why am I getting hung up on this? Yeah, they got people made out of putty. They got people, they got robots too. You know, they got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, clowns. So I I am just gonna, pre- or I'm saying preface, but we're at the end of the episode. If you're a fan of Essence Twenty because you're a fan of the Power Rangers role playing game, this probably is not going to be as much of a podcast for you. We'll talk about the system. We'll talk about the playing. Like if you're interested in that side of it, great. But I'm not going to do deep dive references to Power Rangers. I barely know it, and I don't want to hurt myself or upset anybody else by trying to make a reference that I really don't understand. Right. They might come a little from me since I will probably be seeing a, a lot of that stuff. So if you, I'll, I'll I'll try to sneak in some Power Ranger stuff for you for you Power Ranger fans. All right, thank you, Jason. But I was in the middle of plugging the uh, the Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go to NoDirectionPodcast.com. There is a link to the Discord on the the right hand uh, menu, and it will bring you to the No Direction Network Discord, which again is largely focused on Paizo and Pathfinder stuff. But there is in the game talk there is an Essence Twenty channel. And mm-hmm. so you can uh, go in there. You can have any kind of conversations. There is also, uh, at the top, the show discussion. So this is for any of the shows on the network. If you have a question for me or a question related to Upshift, Jason, I don't know how much you spend, how much time you spend on Discord. I just, I don't want to presume that you could be involved in this I, conversation. I am often on Discord, but I, I ha- I'm in so many Discord servers, I can't read everything in every Discord server. But I do poke around and... and okay. So. I'll call myself the uh, first point of contact, but if people really sure. have a question for you... You want to... I'm on the I'm on the no direction Discord if you want to ping me uh in that. Uh my um username on Discord is Hers Weston. H E R Z W E S T E N. Really rolls off the tongue. It, it I, I've learned I've had to spell it so many times now and I it's my yeah. I don't know why I chose that name. I chose that name <laughs> so long ago. Uh, that stuck with me, and, and I can kind of get it anywhere I want on over social medias and stuff like that because no one else get no one else takes it. <laughs> So, yeah, so if people want to talk to us directly, you go to the show discussion or the Essence 20 channels on the No Direction Discord. Uh, I will also, this is more of a plug because I, I don't own or operate this Discord, but I am on the Renegade Discord quite a lot. And yeah. I am in all of the channels related to the games that I've worked on. Every now and then I'll pop into Power Rangers. In fact, uh, somebody just tagged me in Power Rangers and we ended up just having just oh. a conversation about like kind of root system uh conversation and also just who i was because mm-hmm. if you're in any other channel you probably got a, a idea of who i am but for right, yeah, power yeah. rangers someone who doesn't know me for some reason tagged me yeah. and was just like how's it going i'm like good why am i why am i here <laughs> <laughs> nice uh so the future topics so <laughs> yes those future topics if you want to pitch us something you want to hear you know ping us on, on on one of those discords i'm also on the renegade games uh discord uh same uh probably same uh handle um and uh ask some questions if you want uh, something you want to talk about uh but there's things we can talk about like you know more about uh, uh specifics about crossovers we can talk a little about other uh i know we could speculate stuff about what other licenses would work well yeah. with this, I guess. Oh yeah, I have a million Venn diagrams in my head of like, if I want to do this yeah. property, what two or three of the settings that are already published combine mm. well to make that? Nice, 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 nice. Uh, jamming stuff like that, you know, we'll figure it out as we go. 
All right. Well, we've got a, a small list that I'm willing to share. So oh, uh, sure, yeah. adapting a licensed property. This is actually, I considered having this episode that topic, but I knew mm -hmm. this was going to be such a bulky topic that I didn't want to also include the reintroduction stuff. But I really want to yeah. talk about just like some of the challenges, some of the benefits of adapting a licensed property. Um, and you like the difference between one that you know really well versus one you have to research a little bit more. And uh, kind of along the same lines, probably these won't be back to back, but it's the resources we use and love. So uh, as people who are working on these properties, a lot of times we do rely on fan created wikis and different resource mm -hmm. pages like that. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I want to give shout outs to everybody that I've ever used on any of the books and uh, <laughs> just talk about the virtues yeah. of uh, the different ones that are out there. Uh, balancing simplicity and depth. So this system is one that we really wanted to be like, you just pick it up and play it with your friends. You really don't have to spend a lot of time explaining it. Um, which to me means that that's more work on us to make sure that it's a functional system that mm -hmm. reads as simple. And so just the challenges of making something easier than it looks like mm -hmm. uh, absorbing yeah, all of challenge. the hard work. Uh, I have a topic called kids gloves. And the idea is that these are all properties based on, children's entertainment that you know after 40 years has all taken on life its own people grew up with these properties and all of these have had some kind of more adult adaptation of them and so just oh, talking yeah. about like so what makes a kid's property and what makes it evergreen what makes it applicable across different uh tones and settings and uh at some point i do just want to talk deep dive into how you cross over these different games and like yeah. like that would I really wanted that to be a mechanically crunchy episode so we'll give people okay. a little time to get to know the system get to know us yeah, yeah. and then that one's going to be one where we really like just put our hands in the box of Lego <laughs> nice uh, are there any topics that I haven't mentioned that you've uh, thought about I've sort of thought um, because of uh, the way that I am um, already thinking about what if I wanted to make a new not not a licensed property but just a new setting uh i've had some ideas already with basically uh some weird stuff so maybe maybe we can just sort of you know riff on that idea uh together and see if anything actually even maybe even comes out of it yeah i like that very much well like i said when we were designing the system to make sure it applied to multiple settings there were some theoretical settings that we have not touched on but that i know <laughs> if the time ever comes i know how to make an essence 20 game out of that and oh, okay. some of them were based on actual properties and I don't want to bring them up because I don't want people to think like, oh, maybe they are getting that license and this is a yeah, yeah, sly yeah. way of saying it. But I will say that one of the like test brands that we tried to see, like, how could this be applied to that was Paw Patrol, which as a father <laughs> of a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, uh, I have a lot of experience with Paw Patrol. And yeah. it was like, you know what? It really does fit into the schema of like the... The origin would be what type of pup you are. Your role would be what type of rescue person you are. Influences, yeah. again, would just be applying to your personality. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that's not happening. I don't think anyone actually expects it happens. But if they ever make a Paw Patrol role-playing game, it should be an Essence 20 game because we already know how to do it. <laughs> well, come looking for you, Ryan. I've got a couple of shout-outs here before we wrap things up. Uh, sure thing. All right. One of them is to Randall Meyer. He is a member of the No Direction Network, and he is the author creator i'm not sure exactly how to credit him with this but he's created a bot for discord called rpg mm -hmm. sage and if you've just been on his like test channel on the renegade server then you have only seen a fraction of what rpg sage can do because he originally designed this for pathfinder and he ran a game on the no direction discord server uh, oh. and it was pathfinder 
and it was incredible. So I could just Interesting. do right. like um, colon colon the name of my player my PC colon colon and then type something and it would pop up as dialogue. A picture would show up of my character Ooh. right there. Yeah, uh, it, it's an incredible tool that could do so much more than just die rolling. But he has updated it so that it can do uh, Essence 20 die rolling, which is something right, that yeah, right now the virtual tabletops are not able to do. So really the best virtual tabletop for your Essence 20 game is RPG Sage on a Discord server right now. Yeah, there you go. Terrific. Uh, and I actually, I ran a game of G.I. Joe for some of uh, the the uh, longtime members of the Discord server, and I used uh, I used RPG Sage. It, it works perfectly. Randall really understands the rules, and he programmed it exactly right. It's super easy to roll. Uh, you just do, like, a uh, square bracket, the die that, of your skill mm-hmm. die, and, and then a closed square bracket, and it will be the 1d20 plus that. It understands when oh, right. it's hitting a critical, which is based on the skill die, not on the d20. Uh, yeah. And it calls out, like, it gives you the actual number, it gives you the total, it gives you all the information, and it's so easy to use. It's incredible. And I just marvel at what Randall has done, and I look forward to the day where RPG Sage is, you know, uh, our lord and master, and uh, we have to <laughs> bow to them. All hail. Yeah. <laughs> and if all they ask us to do is play games with them all the time, I will be happy. Terrific. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good apocalypse. That's a pretty good, I, I, that's a, I don't mind, I don't mind that. <laughs> Alright, I have uh, two more shoutouts, if you don't mind. Go for it. Uh, the Past Awakens. This is the Transformers role-playing game, actual play, produced by Renegade Game Studios in association with Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it debuted tonight. In fact, I believe it ha- was happening while we were recording this episode. So oh, we only okay, managed great. to catch the first 10 minutes or so of it. It's with Game Master Eric Campbell. Uh, this is the third of the actual plays that uh, Renegade has produced. So there was one for Power Rangers called Day of Destiny. And as I said, I have basically no Power Rangers experience. So they're my Power Rangers team. As far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, those characters, <laughs> that was my introduction to Power Rangers as a setting. Uh, and I really came to like those, uh, their characters and really just come to think of them as, you know, these are the Power Rangers to me. Right. And then uh, we had G.I. Joe, which was Order from Disorder. And I was a, a player on that and kind of the rules All expert. Right. Uh, and that was super fun. And Great. now uh, Past Awakens is also uh, launched. It seems to have the same production value and just this, the same energy and just love for the system and the sound. I love it, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, first episode debuted today. It's coming out every Tuesday. It airs, uh, it's recorded, but then uh, airs on Twitch and then later is uploaded to the Renegade YouTube channel. So if you mm. don't catch it live, you will be able to catch it after the fact. Great. I gotta start uh, watching those, I think, probably. Yeah, it's, you know what? They are designed to be learn to play the system. So like anytime yeah, yeah. a role is called, especially the first time, we go into the they go into the mechanics. They really explain everything so that you can then pick up the game and play it. Because really, the best way to learn a role playing game system is to play with somebody who knows it. And oh yeah, actual plays are basically the next best thing to playing with somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I enjoy them. I, I don't get to watch as many as I would like to watch because there's only so much time in the day. But yeah, yeah, I get that. So uh, I've got the call to action is next, which is when I would normally plug the Discord server and the website. But we've already done that. We've already done that. Yeah. So I guess we're ready to sign off. I'm Ryan Costello. All right. I'm Jason Keeley. And this has been Upshift. I still don't have a cool outro. (laughs) (laughs) Laser beams. Ooh, nice. Our theme song is Letter from Snake Eyes number four by Word Burglar. Find it and other amazing tracks. Go to wordburglar.com. This has been a No Direction Network production. 
To find more great gaming podcasts, visit nodirectionpodcast.com. 